This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's speak to the South African Medical Association Trade Union, Samatu. They are concerned about incidents related to unqualified individuals that pretend to be healthcare professionals and offering healthcare services to members of the public. The General Secretary there is Dr. Cedric Sitlangu. Dr. Sitlangu, good evening and welcome. Good evening, Dr. Very well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. So you're concerned about uh, cases of individuals that pretend to be health professionals go on to offer health services. How, how rife are these cases? Look, um, this is, uh, has been happening for the longest of time, probably from the time when the, the profession itself sort of started being regulated. But what concerns us is um, the what appears to be an alarming increase in the number of such bogus practitioners. Of course, it's not only confined to medical doctors. Uh, uh, we see other practitioners, uh, pharmacists, in fact, even nurses at times, where people would go on and even... Um, you know, uh, fake their qualifications, um, you know, fraudulent manner. But what worries us now is, of course, we're entering the, the, the fourth IR, as it were. The world of work is changing drastically. Before, uh, the regulators like the HPCSA would go into these practices and look for bogus doctors. But yeah. what we are seeing now with practitioners practicing remotely, Mm. So so you can actually get a script from a doctor who's far remote from where you are yeah. and take that script to a pharmacy. So so you can see the danger that now arises with the new way of doing things. Actually, as you say that, you, you, you can consult online. Precisely. And, yeah. and you see, uh, the, the danger there is with what we're seeing with these social media practitioners, as it were, as we've seen in the past couple of weeks, is that even the ability to verify this practitioner, it's, it's sometimes very blurry. So you can actually rely on what you're being told, the, the medical advice that you're receiving um, on social media or remotely or through that virtual platform consultation, mm. take whatever script you are given, purchase medication that might be detrimental to your health. So this is a serious, serious uh, you know, problem for society. Now, how can this matter be dealt with? You're saying there isn't or anymore, there doesn't seem to be instances where the council will go around verifying, picking up where they would be able to pick up that actually you're not registered with us and so on. We, we, we deem the, the current modus of operandi of the, of the council to be somewhat archaic. Mm. It's still stuck in an era where a, a, a practitioner will be in a four-walled infrastructure building where you go physically to consult. So they have their own assessors or you could call them investigators who might go just to verify if a doctor in block X in the building Y is indeed a, a doctor. But what we are seeing now is that uh, the profession is going to become quite advanced in that practitioners and as per the guidelines of the HPCSA itself, you can practice remotely. So what needs to happen now is a modification or revision in the way they do things to be able to police mm. those who purport to be practitioners, meaning that they must have an online monitoring system to be able to determine these doctors that project themselves as doctors who are not doctors, in fact, or practitioners, and they've got this massive uh, uh, social media platform they need to have systems in place to be able to vet, verify, and pick up these instances. As, as you say that, um, with massive following on social media and things like that, to what obviously it brings the profession into disrepute. To what degree does it affect the the profession? Substantially, extremely so. Because remember, the the, the public has to have trust in the profession itself as a whole. It therefore has to have trust also in the individual practitioners. So when you have a, 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 a profession which is not able to regulate itself, where a lot of people can pretend, purport to be belong to that 
sort of profession, it will therefore mean that the general public will have less trust in that particular profession. And of course, the consequences are very dire. Because then what will end up happening is, because you can't trust your doctor, then you'll rely on alternative means of, 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 of getting health care, mm. which might in itself delay, uh, you know, proper health-seeking behavior. And you might find people presenting with very delayed, uh, you know, uh, sort of diseases when they could have been picked up earlier by virtue of people being now reluctant to approach, uh, you know, the healthcare system. So one of the possible solutions you're talking about there is that uh, it should be mandatory for a registered professional to display their credentials and making accreditation information easily accessible to the public. Almost immediately, if you're going to interface with any member of the public, our view is that that should be part of the standard requirement that even before you, you do anything, your registration is clear and categoric, whether it's on a social media platform or any platform for that matter. But equally, what we say in our statement is that we do believe that, you know, this is a two-way street. The public also has a responsibility to some extent to ensure that they're dealing with the correct, um, you know, uh, qualified uh, practitioners. And, and therefore, our view is that working together with the HPCSA and other councils like the Pharmacy Council, there must be readily available uh, you could call it sites uh, or, or, or registers where you can quickly check and be sure that this is actually a qualified practitioner. Mm. As it stands, not so many people know how to actually verify if a doctor is actually properly qualified and registered or, or any practitioner for that matter. So mm. we, we, we believe that much more needs to be done to ensure that the public is fully aware and how to verify a practitioner. It's a noble profession, and perhaps you understand why people would want to be associated with it, even bogusly, remotely. Uh, w- whether it is it, it is uh, a, a, a because of other benefits that one gets from being associated with the profession, but what do you think the profession attracts bogus individuals? Look, from from time immemorial, um, and if you go back as far as uh, what call it the forefathers of of, of medicine, and, mm. you know, the Greek practitioners and so forth, the practice itself of of healing. Mm. Is, is close to, um, I don't want to go as far as saying it's close to godliness, but it is, it, it is of that significance, and it's historically always has been. Hence, you find people that realize the, the weight that the profession holds, yes. and they see an opportunity to abuse that or to, to you know, in a, in a rather fraudulent manner, yeah. come in to, to, to misrepresent themselves as belonging to the profession, because once you do, you've got a certain power uh, to, to the average person or the, the society, and you can tell them things to do this or that, and it will be to your benefit, and yet you have no clue what you're saying. So, so it's that element that of the power play that's involved yeah. in being a professional versus being an ordinary person. But it, it goes across uh, to other professions as well. I mean, it's the yeah. same thing with the legal profession and the teaching profession. You always in society have a slightly, uh, you know, a much more power, power base than, than, than the ordinary person. Because for that reason that you just gave, I thought it should have potential to dissuade someone from playing in that profession. Because while you have this power, you have the power to tell someone things that may actually cost them their life. And therefore, I'm going at what penalties are there when someone is found to have fraudulently uh, practiced and so on, to dissuade someone from actually playing in this field. You're absolutely correct, uh, you know, but, but remember that uh, having rules and laws is, is, is as good as nothing if they're not enforced, mm. uh, because there is, there's actually criminal consequence for misrepresenting yourself as a 
a, a practitioner belong to a particular profession which is regulated, for example, uh, the Health Professionals Act uh, would, would, would actually criminalize anyone who purports to, to be uh, a, a, a health care professional when they are not. Mm. But the question is, out of 100 people that do that, how many do you know that have been jailed for a, a substantial period of time? Mm. Chances are you might not even know a single one. So, so our view is it's precisely the, the, the enforcement of, of what is already there that is crucial because when you begin to police and enforce, people then are dissuaded. But at the moment, it's in the day with the free for all. Thank you very much, Dr. Setlango. Appreciate your time. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.